Stuttered my brother was handin' Ayy, fantasy, inception We talkin' touchdowns, receptions, interceptions They got a band to kicker, we need that correction Talkin' mouth, we flexin' How many of y'all you collect? We tryin' to get that winning record Fantasy, yeah What up, though? What it is, hopefully it's what it should be. Welcome to another episode of Fantasy and Session, the podcast. Today is September the 21st, and the boys are back. I know y'all missed my voice last week. I t- uh, Carlos took over the hosting duties, but I'm back. Um, Javar is not going to be here probably on most of the Monday episodes, but he's in. He's here with us in spirit. What's going on, my boy Lowe's? How you feeling? Thank God you're back, bro. If it was me hosting again, I probably would have said your whole government name and shit, bro. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you know, weird things happen when I'm the host. So I'm glad I was, you know, back to a little normal. We still miss one, but, you know, back to normal. You know, more normal than it was last week. This is Carlos Jones. <laughs> <laughs> and Antonio Barrett. <laughs> but, yeah, man, if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple, or YouTube, wherever you're listening to this at, make sure you um, subscribe, give us some likes, shares, comments, tell your friends about us. The um the culture is growing, the wave is moving. We strong, man. We hey, we got some things hey, in the world. Every week we getting stronger, bro. Better hop on now. Uh let's go ahead and get the episode started though. So without further um without further ado, let's go ahead and get the eight second moment of silent out for all the followers, the fallen kings and queens. Uh Breonna Taylor's murders are still alive. Uh rest in peace, Breonna Taylor. Rest in peace, Amar Arbery, rest in peace. The name goes on and on and on. Yeah, man. So let's go ahead and get an eight second sound. All right, man. But that's a, that's the uh, that's the moment of silence. So I guess before I get into like some happier news, we might as well just name this episode. Like we said, the Red Wedding. If y'all haven't watched uh, <laughs> Thrones one, you sleep. Two, go watch the Red Wedding episode. And yeah, just watch the first like five seasons of it. Don't don't watch the last couple of seasons. You don't you'll be mad. <laughs> Might as well just watch the whole thing. Exactly, man. But God almighty, bro. What a week, man. I you know, I've played this is probably like my ninth year playing fantasy football, bro. I've never seen a week with so many not only injuries, but big name injuries, bro. Like mm. just it was just name after name. You just kept getting alerts, bro. It's like God almighty, bro. Like I just play. I hope my players just just sit out, bro. Let's just take the week off, bro. You know what I mean? Let's come back next week when these vibes are you know back right. Well, bad thing about that is like I'm in so many leagues that I probably got like all these players. Like, at, yeah, exactly. I got a piece of everybody, pretty much. I did trade away Saquon Barkley, so you know it's not good. You know, because you know you don't want to wish injury. I'm you know, and I didn't think you'd get injury, but it's just like, whew. <laughs> you know what I mean? All the Saquon Saquon owners out there, man, I feel your pain. I was expecting yeah, to fly him all the way to a championship pause. But it was like, you know what I'm saying? That's what the good fantasy owners do, man. They adjust. Stay water. Exactly. Exactly, man. You got to <laughs> hey, gotta keep it pushing, bro. Life goes on. One player don't break your whole team, man. That's why we're here for it, man, to give y'all the news, the notes, to give y'all the waiver wires, to give y'all, you know what I'm saying? The alternative, yes, alternative measures, uh, if you will, for the people that got hurt. Um, so let's get into a little bit of the news and notes since the last time we potted. Um, of course, like I said, it was um, a lot of injuries. So red, the red wedding happened. So let's go ahead and just go through the laundry list of injuries. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, apparently he's day-to-day with a hot ankle sprain. Um, he, Of course, he left the game on Sunday. So we're, we're still waiting to hear word back from Jimmy Garoppolo. Devontae Adams also left the game, uh, it's considered a not- um, serious threat, and they were pretty up in the game. So I think yeah, was, he had a hamstring, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so I can, I can, yeah, I can expect him to miss at least one, one game, at least one game. But they said it wasn't not as serious, and I think um, if you watch the game, Green Bay had, was pretty much handling them, and I think maybe yeah, they just. But you know, to be fair, they always say it ain't that serious. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, that's usually a precursor to it being pretty serious. Exactly. Michael Thomas wasn't that serious, and look at him now. He's out for about, what, four weeks? Yep. Two to four weeks. That's crazy. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers played the – who did they play? I had a break. They played the uh, – damn. Wow, Chiefs. me too, bro. Chiefs, Chiefs. I'm tripping, yeah, the Chiefs. The, they played the Chiefs, and uh, a surprising start was Justin Herbert. Um, he start he got the start last. Dun, dun, dun. Apparently, Tyrod Taylor was um, 
a little nicked up coming into the weekend when he went through uh workouts in the you know the pregame workouts he wasn't able to do it so he did not so justin herbert ended up getting the start last week we had him on our waiver wire list so and he looks like a pretty he's on our waiver wire list again so we'll get we'll get to him when we get to him oh let's see um what uh tevin coleman is expected to miss a couple weeks with a knee injury uh following sunday's game i want to say most of it is too yeah ronnie mustard went out i don't know if he's going to miss uh, he has an MCL slash knee sprain. He's likely out this week. It didn't say multiple weeks. So if you have Raheem Mustard, it's just so many pivots this week. Um, Drew Locke suffered a severe rotator cup strain and will be sidelined for at least two weeks. So it's a little bit better than better news than what we thought it was going to be. It's only uh, a strain. So I'm glad it's not a complete tear. Speaking mm-hmm. of tears coming out of Denver, Cortland Sutton, um, the breakout wide receiver to be, it's done for the year. Quote, he tore his knee up. Bro, when, you, when I saw that, when I saw that alert, bro, I'm like, bro, even the freaking beat writers are tired of all these injuries, bro. They said, man, I ain't even about to, like, make this sound nice. He tore his damn knee up, bro. He done. <laughs> and that, that that scared me. I was like, well, I think about selling him anywhere. If y'all if y'all listen to me and y'all in any of my leagues where I got Corlin Sutton, man, throw me some offers because he's on the block for sure. Yeah, I wouldn't mind buying. I mean, a dynasty, like, I mean. Yeah, dynasty, dynasty. We've seen we've seen countless times people come back from ACL injuries and be fine. So it wasn't I'm that, buying. I'm buying. It's me. It's the the tore his whole knee up. That, that's yeah. Was <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, he had an ACL. I was like oh, okay, but it came out. Easy. That's what he meant though. That's what he said. He tore his knee up. Like he tore his ACL. <laughs> that's what tearing your ACL means. He's gonna be one of them. <laughs> that I'd rather see him do good on your team because I ain't. <laughs> tore his ACL. Gave like I'm holding his dynasty. Tore his tore his knee up. <laughs> Who wants him? <laughs> mean bro how you tell your whole <laughs> Paris Campbell um the waiver wire darling from last week apparently he suffered a uh PCL injury that apparently keep him sidelined indefinitely so for all the people who went out and grabbed Paris Campbell last week that's bad news um, yeah that sucks the list keeps going on and on Chris Godwin has cleared um good news Chris Godwin cleared concussion protocol so he should be ready for week three uh, he was out there practicing last week. We thought he was going to give it a go, but he didn't. He wasn't able to pass the protocol, but he's good now. CMC, the number one draft pick for pretty much everybody this year, he's also out for four to six weeks with a high ankle sprain. Oh, my God, bro. Another Not CMC. If you didn't draft CMC, you probably drafted Saquon Barkley, and guess no. what? He's out, too. He's out for the whole year. He tore his, MC, his ACL. What was it last year? Uh, he had a high ankle sprain last year. Mm-hmm. So that just gives you a little little context on, like, what to expect even when CMC comes back. Like, he's probably going to push to come back. You know, when the doctors clear him, yeah, he's going to come back. But he may not still be 100%. So he might have to, even when he does come back, like, kind of be a little patient with him, you know, until he regains that form. Mm-hmm. Uh, Giants wide receiver Sterling Shepard was knocked out of uh, yesterday's game with a toe injury. Uh, he'll have an MRI today, Monday. Um, but feet and anything, toes, feet, anything lower body with wide receivers is usually not a good sign. Yep. Um, I don't see, I don't have it. Um, some more news. Devonta Freeman is apparently he's visiting with the Giants, um, you know, with Saquon being out. So he's been visiting everywhere. I don't know what he's saying in these meetings as to why he's walking out of these meetings without jobs because he's been to like what, at least two places now, three places that had like serious running back like injury concerns and like he's still left there without being getting signed so he's probably like uh so my last contract for the falcons um i got paid 100 million so <laughs> i'm gonna need like at least half of that because <laughs> i'm still good and they're like all right nah fuck this <laughs> get out of here <laughs> yeah, exactly uh do you see anything else cam Akers left yesterday's game with a rib injury. yes that's another one i'm not sure the extent on that he just didn't come back so Darryl, have, yeah i haven't heard any updates on that Yo, Henderson looked good in his replacement um, role. Shh, we gotta talk about him. Um, yeah, man, that's all the injury news I got. Unless you got something else. Shit, that's a, that's enough injury news, bro. You said it like it wasn't enough injury news. Yeah. That was way more than I needed to hear, bro. Out of all but, those injuries, which one hurt you the most? Saquon, CMC. definitely Saquon. Yeah, I didn't own any CMC. I had so much CMC until like he stopped getting points. <laughs> <laughs> He's stupid. Damn. 
Get well soon, man. All these players that got injured, bro. And like you said earlier, this is why we're here to, you know, pick up some replacements, man, because life goes on. Mm-hmm. And speaking of the replacements, let's go ahead and get right into it. The waiver wire, um, waiver wires go through on Wednesday morning. So let's go ahead and give a couple names of players who, who could possibly be on um, waiver wires out there. Well, not in like our leagues because we got a whole bunch of sharks. So pretty much everybody's gone. But like in your regular home league, these players are probably still out there. So, yeah, man, let's go ahead and start at the wide receiver position. We got Dante Johnson. Dante Johnson? Oh, no, 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 no. That's my takeaways. That's my takeaways. Oh, okay, okay. Let's go back to oh, – let's get to your takeaways then. Before yeah, get- just just a couple of takeaways that I had. Um, didn't get to do a little deep – didn't get to do a deep dive into my research, but uh, just off the top of my head, man, uh, one is Deontay Johnson possibly being, being the uh, Pittsburgh wide receiver one. Um, he leads the team in targets. Well, he leads Juju. Those are the top two options. He leads it 23 to 14 through two weeks. So, you know, a lot of people were, you know, coming to the year, including myself, like we were saying that he might possibly going to take over that A.B. role. And through two weeks, man, he looks very good and he looks to be doing that. So this is definitely something to keep in mind. Um, and then my second one was the Baltimore backfield being a complete committee, man. Um, you remember week one, everybody was around that seven to ten, ten touch range. And yesterday, um, pretty much the – same thing happened. You had uh, Ingram playing 42% of the snaps and J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards playing 31% of the snaps. And it's it's even to the point where even when they get to the goal line, it's they're mixing up who they have out there because they are capable of scoring from there. So, man, in redraft, man, I am avoiding this backfield like the plague, bro, because you literally do not know which guy is going to produce. Um, Dynasty, of course, you're holding JK because I believe he still will take over this backfield next year. But, man, redraft, bro, you better sell high. Ingram had a good game yesterday. You better sell him high because it's not going to be consistent with him, man. Definitely. I got a lot of Ingram, too, because I got a lot of, like, you know, I went a lot of wide receiver heavy and a lot of drafts. So Ingram ended up being my running back, too, in a lot of positions. You know, like you said, he did good yesterday, but that the, the snapshot yeah. not count for both uh for all three <clears throat> for all three of the running backs is definitely concerning if you have um I can't even think of his name Mark Ingram going forward so I would definitely like try to sell him if somebody buying if like somebody that just lost Saquon or something like that somebody mm-hmm. running backs I would definitely throw a little throw Ingram out there to see you know what I'm saying if they bite because they're probably pretty desperate right now facts um, a couple of takeaways that I had, my friend, um, the Buffalo versus the Miami game. Josh, the great white hope went crazy again. Uh, back to back games over 300 yards. Uh, he's never did that in his year in his career. Um, so could he be on the, the sign for something? Byron Jones did leave the game. Uh, one of the premier corners. But I mean, he still torched him. Exactly. Uh, and his 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 cohorts didn't do too bad either. I know a lot of people were um, doubting. Stephon Diggs, a lot of people are even saying John Brown might still be the wide receiver one in that um, in that wide receiver core. But Shots fired. You <laughs> clearly see that Stephon Diggs is the man to be. Um, he got 13 targets yesterday with 153 yards and a touchdown last week. He also went crazy. He had over 10 targets last week too. Um, yeah, man. So going forward, how do you feel about Great White Hope? I feel like he could man. be, be a, a, a finish the year. QB1. That's QB1, definitely, man. And, and that's was why me, like a lot of other people, kind of backed off of Diggs, man, because we were under the assumption that this dude's never threw for 300 yards in a game. Not because he wasn't capable, because they just weren't that type of team. They were a run-first team. And through two weeks, man, they are letting him air it out. And it's against sorry-ass teams. Like, they played uh, Miami yesterday. Uh, Yeah, Miami yesterday, and then they played the Jets the week before. So it wasn't like they had to throw the ball and play catch-up. So, you know, that was the assumption that a lot of people were on, and the process ended up being wrong. So, you know, a lot of us are, you know, missed out on two great players to have. But, uh, yeah, going forward, bro, locked and loaded, QB1, like high-end QB1, like top four option for um, Josh Allen. And I believe Stephon Diggs, if this keeps up, then top 15 is easy for him, man. Uh, they have well the Bills, not just Josh Allen. The Bills have the Rams up next. Then they have the Raiders, and then they have Tennessee Titans. So the Rams might be a game where he well shoot, I don't know. He might still produce because the running, the running always is going to get going to create that ceiling for him. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how many goal line touches he got last week. Another thing I've noticed in that game is Zach Moss. This is the uh, Devin Singletary out 
carried him only by two times, but he, he Devin Singletary also got the targets. Like it wasn't a lot of I didn't I saw a lot of go I need to go back and watch the game. Like I said, we just just doing this um the day after, so I haven't went back in and took a full de- deep dive and everything. But Zach Moss seemed – I don't know if he got a lot of those goal line touches that we were expecting him to get or if they weren't on the goal line or how did that situation work. But mm. we'll, have, we'll have more for you next episode on the, on the game. Definitely definitely missed on, on Zach Moss this week. Sorry for anybody who uh, played him because of that. But, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, hey, going to keep it pushing him. Exactly. Um, let's see. I don't know if I had any other takeaways besides the one that you said. I don't think so. Oh, oh, yes, I did. One more thing. Uh, the Antonio, the Antonio Gibson show has arrived in Washington. Uh, mm-hmm. he's getting running back one uh, snap count out there. He pretty much got all the carries. He had 13 carries, 55 yards, and a touchdown. Um, Peyton, Be- Peyton Barber only had one carry, so shout out to all the Peyton Barber waiver wire goer getters last Ooh, week. Sorry, bro. <laughs> well, I saw that. I was like, damn, boy. <laughs> I might have to hit my nigga Gabe up again, bro. I need some running backs, man. Yeah. Uh, I got. I, hey, come see me, bro. I got you. Uh, which league we talking about? Uh, Sundays. All right. Um, I need a quarterback too. Um, oh damn! I don't know about that. Uh, Cam Newton. Uh, my last takeaway is Cam Newton in Sunday's night game. Uh, of course, Russell Wilson was the star. Let Russ cook five touchdowns, four touchdowns last week. I mean, what a game from both sides, bro! Like that was. So much fun to watch, bro. Russell Back Wilson, and forth all game, man. They're both quarterbacks looking great. Is Russell Wilson yeah. better than Patrick Mahomes right now? Man, I said that. Remember, I sent a message to the group. I'm like, bro, if they continue to let this dude air it out, what is the difference between him and Mahomes? Because it's very hard to find one, man. I know Mahomes is really, really great. But we've always been saying, like, if they let this dude cook, bro, then <laughs> he's super-duper elite, too, so – it's gonna be interesting to see if they continue to do this, man. Two two straight weeks of him letting him air it out, bro. So love it. I like it too. Um, yeah. Well, on the other side of the ball, Cam Newton looked good, man. You know what I'm saying? He he did more than just run the ball yesterday too. So that gave a, a lot of people more perspective on like his season outlook. He looked good throwing the ball. Um, I don't know. Maybe he just you know Cam Newton is a gamer, so like it was, it was yep. a game yesterday. So he just he didn't want to you know saying falter. I don't know that how long that's gonna hold, but he's looking like a QB one every week, lock and loaded to me right now. Yeah, man, with him running like that, that's always gonna you know raise his floor. And then the fact that he showed yesterday that he can pass if he needs to. He didn't do it week one. They didn't need to last week or yesterday. You know it was a different story. So definitely, I uh, agree with you, man. He's a lock and loaded QB one going forward, also. And that backfield has now become gross just because Cam Newton is the leading running back. Yes, bro. Yes. I'm pretty sure yeah. James, James White, you know, rest in pieces that I'm pretty sure everybody knows the news by now. I yeah, think man. Probably, I think he's still probably a good viable pick. You know what I mean? Just because, I mean, that even the announcers were saying it yesterday, like how they were missing James White on a lot of those Rex Burkett plays that she probably would have went to James White. And, you know, yeah. Sonny Michelle played 15 snaps yesterday, bro. That is gross. gross. Drop him. He's droppable. We're going to talk about him later on, though, like, who, you know, when we get to the running back section, but. He's gross. I don't have – that's yeah. all the takeaways I have, if you got any more. Oh, besides the Falcons being absolute trash. Falcons being straight trash. Fuck the Falcons. I hate them. <laughs> fire Dan Quinn. I don't care no more. Until they yeah, fire, fire him. Fire him, bro. I was telling Antonio last week, that's going to be a takeaway every single week, bro. Here we are, week two. Right on par. Yeah, if they don't care, I don't care, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. Watch the ball. And say, hey, bro, you get the ball. You want That's it. coaching, bro. It's co- literally coaching, bro. They had just came out of a timeout. Right. Exactly. That's how you know it's coaching, bro. If it if one person did that, okay, maybe okay, maybe he fucked up. But three people looked at the ball, bro. That is coaching. They didn't know they can cover the ball or recover the ball or something. Bro. I don't want to like make this a Falcon podcast, so we'll keep it short after this. Did you watch the Dan Quinn press conference after? Probably not. I did. Uh little I caught pieces of it, man, where he was kind of looking know? like Oh, he said, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? The players were prepared. The players on the front line are used to crashing. And so, you know what I'm saying? When the crash didn't happen, I guess they didn't know what to do. But my thought, my thought process is, hey, if nobody is tackling me and everybody's watching this ball, yeah. maybe I should pick the ball up. Exactly, bro. It's instinct thing, bro. Just go get the ball, bro. <laughs> really tried to make it like he might made an excuse for it and it just made me even worse. It made me matter. So I wish yeah. he would fuck the fuck up. So until he's um, 
tired. I don't care about the Falcons. Yeah. I'll still watch them every Sunday, but whatever. Um, yeah, man, that's all my takeaways I got. Yep, let's <laughs> get it. Yeah. Well, let's get to the waiver wires, man. Let's get to um, you know what I'm saying, to why we're here. What the people are trying to hear? Who who are the waiver buys? Who are the hot topics? All these injuries, you know what I'm saying since last week. So I guess our number one quarterback is of course Justin Herbert. He was on the the waiver wire last last week. Uh, this week he actually has stats that we can say. So he went 22 for 33, 311 yards and a touchdown and an interception in his first NFL game. Uh, the next three games that they have are against Carolina. It's a plus game, Tampa Bay and New Orleans. So it's not a it's a it gets pretty brutal at the Carolina because I think we can safely say Tampa Bay and New Orleans has pretty good defenses. Mm-hmm. So I was still like we said last week. I was if you're looking for a one QB league, even though Anthony Lynn came out and said Tyrod Taylor is the starter, gives them the best chance of winning as a starter, which I just think is coach speak because if you've seen Justin Herbert, there's no way you can put um, Tyler Tyler uh, Tyrod Taylor back out there after that. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that it's Coach Speak, bro, but he said that shit multiple times, bro. So I'm starting to get worried about it, that he might have a little Hugh Jackson in him, bro, and he's just refusing to put the best player on the field because, like you said, Tyra Taylor ain't it, bro. Like, you see how they struggled against uh, Cincinnati week one, and then, you know, Cleveland came out against Cincinnati week two and looked like a Super Bowl team, bro, the way they were moving the ball on them, so – Justin Hobers definitely gives them the best chance to win. So I, I really, really hope this is coach speak, bro. But in terms of in terms of like how much you are willing to, in a super flex league, of course, how much are you willing to you know, bid on him? This is, oh shit. With Dynasty, he's probably already gone. So redraft. Redraft. Um, I would I would bid pretty I would I think you could get him probably for cheaper right now, because especially with the coach speak of uh Tyrod Taylor still being a starter. Yeah. I think it's only a matter of time before Tyrod Taylor is not the starter. So I was picking yeah. like 10% of the fab I got on him right now. Well, in, in two QB leagues, maybe a little bit more. But in one QB league, definitely probably like 10%. Depending on my QB situation in Superflex, maybe maybe like 20 to 30 if I just need a quarterback. But yeah, three quarterbacks in the draft, then you're probably not in as much of a need. Yeah, I was I was kind of like kind of picturing myself as somebody who needed a quarterback. And like if that were the case, before this all this news came out about Anthony Lynn, like I was, I would be willing to spend all of it on Justin Herbert because he does look like the guy. Like you know, if I'm in somebody like my brother's, you know, position who doesn't have a quarterback, bro, he had mm-hmm. Drew Locke and Tyrod Taylor as his backup quarterbacks, bro. So he needs a quarter. Yeah, he needs a quarterback. So I would, I would have been willing to spend a hundred. But now that even if I needed a quarterback, I don't think I could blow my bankroll on him now, bro, because it is some risk. It's not a sure thing. So yeah. Um, yeah, but, I, but if I do, if to answer the question, if I needed a car, I would probably spend about 50, 50% of my budget on Herbert, bro. And super flex leagues only. Yeah, super flex leagues. Um, the next co- couple quarterbacks is probably not nobody you want to pick up unless you're like in a pinch. Definitely not in one QB leagues, but two QB leagues. Like if you had just uh, Drew Locke starting, um, he's going to be out for a couple of weeks. His backup is Jeff Driscoll. Mm-hmm. Driscoll, Driscoll does it. Uh, former Lions quarterback, he went 18 for 34, 256 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. And um, not bad. I mean, it's not bad. It's not horrible. Yeah, um, he. You know, remember he stepped in last year when um, Stafford got hurt, mm-hmm. and he provided some pretty good games. So he's he's competent. Yeah, they got yeah, they got the Tampa Bay up next. Then they got the Jets, which is a great matchup. And then they got New England. So the only thing I w- the only way I would want to start him, and I think they said four weeks with Drew Lock, is probably against the Jets. Mm-hmm. So um, if, you, if you had Drew Lock and you just need another quarterback, I would definitely go put. How much would you spend on him though? Probably not too much. Probably like eleven percent. I wouldn't spend the fifty percent like I would for just no. Now. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would definitely put a bid on in on him. Probably like yeah, like ten, ten percent, eleven percent, something like that. Uh, Nick Mullins, just to have a quarterback on your team. Nick Mullins uh, replaced Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, apparently, Jimmy Garoppolo is day to day, so we don't know if Nick Mullins will start next week. But you have to plan ahead of time, or you'll be caught with your pants down. He went. Yeah, he he was high ankle sprain, so I think we can go ahead and I think we can assume that he's not going to play at least this week. Uh, Nick Mullins, I'm not sure if you will want him there, but he went 8 for 11, 71 yards in an interception. He has a pretty easy um, three-game schedule up next. He has the Giants, and then he's at, then he has Philly, then he has Miami. So that's two-plus matchups out of the three. 
I just I don't feel comfortable telling people to go get Nick Mullins. Like if you're in a situation where you need to get Nick Mullins, it's probably not looking real good for you. But man, yeah. Superflex, bro, you, you need to get these starting quarterbacks, bro. That's how I feel. And Nick Mullins has produced under Shanahan before, so I, I don't think he's he's a, a scrub, bro. I think he'll he'll be more than competent to you know get these playmakers the ball. The ones that um, not only in superflex, though, like we're saying, like you've we said multiple times, this is only in superflex. Like, I'm not gonna tell you to get these guys in one QB leagues, but superflex, bro. I believe that you know, you at least got to put a little bit out there on something because you never know what can happen with your quarterback situation. It's true, uh, gotta have bodies out there. This week, it just happened exactly. Um, coming in at uh, that's all the qu- quarterbacks. Uh, running backs, we have the number one waiver wire target is Daryl Henderson, he played 42 percent of the snaps like i mentioned cam Akers did get out uh did get hurt and left the game so this could just be because of cam newton out i'm not cam newton but cam Akers. we don't know how long he's out but he had 12 rushes 81 yards and a touchdown um three targets for tourists uh he caught two of them for 40 yards he has buffalo the giants and washington all up next um three middle of the pack um matchups i i like daryl henderson as long as cam i don't know about what cam Akers is going to be Definitely like him, man, but like the Baltimore situation, man, like it, this is – last week was Malcolm Brown. This week is Henderson. And if Akers is healthy next week, it might be him. Yeah. So, I do think he – I definitely believe that he needs to be rostered. But I'm not – that's another guy I'm not blowing my budget on. Like, I'm – man, I don't know. Because he's out there in a couple of my leagues, man. I'm, I don't know, I'm trying to decide what I would bid on him. Yeah. Probably like that 20% range. Of your remaining of your remaining budget, you know, because he's not the workhorse. You know, people thought Malcolm Brown was going to be that last week. So, this, yeah, Malcolm Brown, Malcolm, Brown Malcolm Brown played about almost identical amount of snaps. He just was, you know, they ro- they rolled a hot hand, and McVay has came out multiple times and said that he's going to run play the hot hand. He wants it to be a committee. He's trying to you know build his uh, running back core like uh, Shanahan did. So, through two weeks, it's looking like he's doing that. Jerry McKinnon, speaking of uh, running backs by committee out there in San Francisco with Tevin Coleman being hurt and Raheem Mostert, he probably will be the starting court running back next week. Um, he had 21 other snaps. Uh, he had 77 yards and a touchdown. 21%, I meant to say. 21%. 21% of the snaps, um, 77 yards and a touchdown for him. One of those uh, touchdowns, not touchdowns, but he had a big run. I'm not sure. How, it might have been like about 40, 50 yards. Yeah, it was like third and 31 and the Jets let him rush for a touchdown. <laughs> Jets are so bad. One of the linebackers was trying to pick up their ankles. That was horrible, bro. Um, yeah, how much would you spend on Jeremy McKinnon? That's a great question, man, because when I, you know, when you first hear about the injuries, um, I thought he was going to be the guy, but after further research, man, I I don't I don't think they want him to be the guy, man. You know, he's coming off of like multiple year-ending injuries. And if you look at last week or yesterday, he had 21% of the snaps and he only had four opportunities. So I believe that they're kind of want him want to keep him in that same role. And I believe somebody like Jeff Wilson is might just be the guy to that hand, handles the bulk of the work between the tackles. Of course, McKinnon's gonna be used how he's used still, but in terms of getting them goal line carries. And between the tackle rushes, man, Jeff Wilson might just be the guy here. So we've seen it last year when Jeff Wilson came and stole all those. Exactly. A little sneaky ad. Everybody's gonna be trying to get Jarek McKinnon, bro. Wilson's the sneaky ad here. I like it. Um, another um running back decimated by injury, Saquon Barkley, of course. So we have to find somebody to replace him. Deion Lewis and Wayne Gallman are gonna split the touches. Lewis had 88% of the snaps and he plays more of the um more of the pass kitchen role that you would want to play. And we already seen him produce in a starting role before. So I would put most of my trust in Deion Lewis. That's another one I'm kind of split on, bro. Um, you know, Wayne Gallman was a healthy um scratch from the game. So to me, that tells you that they look at him like, you know, that guy that they want to handle the bulk of the workload. Mm-hmm. So that's why Deion Lewis got all the snaps when Saquon Barkley went out. But I just see Deion Lewis, like McKinnon, staying in his same role that he would normally be in, and Wayne Gallman handling the bulk of the work. Because you remember last year when Saquon got hurt, Wayne Gallman looked pretty good in that role. Like, he wasn't great, but, you know, he looked better than expected, I, I, I would say. 
Like a running back, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah, he did. Like somebody that was there. But also keep in mind, um, Devontae Freeman did visit them, so he very may well be the you know if they if they sign them, you know, running backs could just come in and produce straight away. Look at AP Oda as so. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, definitely something to keep in mind. Maybe don't add them yet, but uh, keep your eye on Devontae Freeman. Definitely wait and see. Wait until you see the news tomorrow. Hopefully, we have news out about tomorrow. If not, then Deion Lewis is the one for me. Yeah. Uh, Mike Davis uh, with CMC being hurt is is apparently the next in line. I know Bonifon is is another running back that they have back there. I think he they cut him though, didn't they? Or did they go? To, did he go to the practice squad or something? I don't know. He might have went to the practice squad. I want to say they cut him though. I'm pretty sure they cut him before the season started, but I don't know if they, you know, a lot of times they'll cut somebody and put him, bring him to the practice squad. Do that, Mike Davis. Um, if it's not Bonifon, is is going to be the running back. He got all of the snaps yesterday when uh, CMC went out. He had eight targets too. Uh, he caught all of them for 74 yards. So I mean, he looked pretty efficient. Whatever running back is back there, is good. I think this is the probably my running back one of the of the week. I don't know. I don't like Deion Lewis more. Uh yeah I yeah I'm getting whoever I can get the cheapest bro because like I said Henderson's it's we don't know McKinnon we don't know so I'm I'm willing to put the cheaper bids on like the the um, Jeff Wilsons and the Wayne Gallmans and the Mike Davises bro just yeah. you know the Mike Davises we know yeah I mean, well he yeah so yeah he might just be the guy then he might just be the you know the for sure starter who's gonna get all the touches. I'm definitely putting in if I like my lost Christian McCaffrey, so I'm probably gonna try to put in at least about 25% of my fab. Yeah. Um more running backs. We talked about Devonta Freeman visiting the Giants, so just keep a lookout for that. Uh Michael Gaskins. That's his name? That's Miles right? Gaskins. I was gonna let it slide, but it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Miles Gaskins. Uh we, we spoke about him last week, but he was out there again as the Miami start running back. He got 59% of the snaps. Um, he had 14 opportunities, turned turn that into 82 yards. Uh, the next couple of games he has up next is against Jacksonville, Seattle, and San Francisco. So I think Jacksonville might be a good start for him, but those last two games probably not. So you probably want to pivot. But how much would you spend for Mike Gaskins right now? He's shown two weeks in a row that he's pretty much a power. I mean, yeah, I know, bro. This is that was great to see last on the goal. Yeah. Line. Jordan Howard's still the goal linebacker, but he's getting like – I think he got like nine snaps yesterday, and then Breida had like 15 out of their total snap count. So, Gaskin is the guy here. Um, you're not going to get – but like you said, Howard is the goal linebacker, so that kind of pushes his value down. So, probably just like a little $3, $4 bid, man. Just, you know, if I get him, I get him. If not, then oh well. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's, I'm not excited about him just because of those opportunities that he's given up to Howard. Um. But yeah, just um, I don't know if you had any. Did you have anything else to say? I just wanted to go through a couple other things. Uh, just, just um, so like the you know the Connor you no know, Snell was like the a big you know pickup last week. He ended up playing ten snaps last week. So Connor, yeah. So just proves that Connor is the guy when healthy. Um, Hines after getting all those snaps last week got nine snaps this week. What is so that? if you spent so if you spent a hundred dollars on him, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Shots fired. I, saw that. I said, why did he do that? He does that every year, man. He does that every year. I've been trying to tell him, bro. My brother don't want to listen, man. But um, so yeah, that that's definitely not dropping him yet, but something to keep in mind, might have to pump the brakes on him. Uh Swift for the second week in a row did lead the team in snaps. So um take that from what you will. Uh Rex Burkhead filled in for James White. If it wasn't Sony or, or JJ Taylor, like a lot of people were thinking. Rex Burkhead played 51 of 72 snaps. And last but not least, Joshua Kelly, man. Second week in a row, man, just uh, getting a load of touches, bro. He played about 50% of the snaps, played 43 out of their 83, and Eckler played 47. So he is legit playing that Melvin Gordon role. So if he is still out there on waivers, definitely want to go in and pick up him. He would be my number one if he was still out on waivers. Yeah, he shouldn't be, but if he is. Um, he is or- Wide receivers, we got Claypool from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, he got 37% of the snaps last week um, against Washington. He had 31%. He caught three targets last um, – he caught three targets for 88 yards and a touchdown. How do you feel about Claypool going for it, the rookie wide receiver? Out of, um, Definitely was good to see him 
connect with Big Ben on that long touchdown, man, that dude's fast as hell, bro, and just goes to show that they know what they're doing. They're scouting their receivers. Um, in terms of what I'm doing with him, um, probably throwing out a little bit. I don't, know, I don't think anybody's going to be really too high on him unless you're in, like, deeper leagues because uh, I'm not too excited, though, um, because he only paid 37% of the snaps and he only had three targets, so that's not going to be sustainable if he keeps going down that road. But yeah, um, I'm stashing him just in case he does overtake Washington, who played 31% of the snaps. So, or no, nah, I think he played a little bit over 31%, but it was like right next to Claypool. So if he could, you know, take over James Washington and be the number three receiver out there, then definitely uh, want to have him on your team. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, something something less than 10% I would throw out there for sure. Yeah. Um, LaVisca should not play 57% of the Jaguar snaps. He had caught 30. Um, he caught three receptions for 25 yards, and he rushed for thir- uh, 37 yards. So they're using him in the Swiss Army knife role. You know, I like I like the production he's putting out there when he's on the field. Um, he, still, he still hasn't given you the big numbers yet or scored a touchdown for you, so – I think that's why a lot of people are probably not talking about him because just because his fantasy numbers don't, his fantasy points don't show off like actually what he's doing on the field or his usage on the field. So I definitely think he's one of those sneaky ones that could end up being a um, second half of the year like winner, especially with all these injuries. Facts, because uh, we mentioned him last week on the show. Um, but you know he didn't play a lot of snaps last week, but to see to hit them, you know the snap counts trend up, it was good news for him. So he's another one of those players where I'm doing just a little. No, not too big of a bid on him. Probably like you know another like ten percent bid on him just to stash him. Yeah, just to stash him. Shout out to James Robinson. Yeah, man, that's another play I whiffed on, bro. Because I was under the impression that they were just going to be in a lot of negative game scripts, bro, and he wasn't going to be able to like you know get a lot of touches, bro. But yo, Minshew is saying fuck all that uh, Trevor Lawrence talk, bro. <laughs> like I'm here now, bro, and he's 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 blowing he's blowing everything up, bro. Yeah, and you know, Jake Robinson is a good. He's a good running back. He's going to be patient for CMC. Yes, he he does look good, man, on tape. So, um, yeah, man. Uh, uh, Alan Lazard played eighty four percent of the snaps. Of course, um, Devonte Adams went out. Uh, he had three catches for forty five yards. He plays New Orleans and Atlanta twice coming up next. Oh, he plays Atlanta. That's the next two games. They have a bye week after that. He plays Atlanta. I was like, they're not in our division. He plays <laughs> the Falcons um, coming up and then a bye week. How do you feel about Alan, Alan Lazard? I know he was one of your, um, your sleeper picks. Yep, second week in a row where he's uh, second in line in terms of uh, targets and snaps. Oh, in terms of snaps, I'm not sure how many MVS had yesterday, but he's the second receiver out there, man. So especially with – Devontae Adams being banged up if he does miss time and his schedule coming up. Well, maybe not New Orleans. He might struggle against them, but definitely Atlanta, man. He's somebody you might want to have in there as a wide receiver three play. Mm-hmm. Definitely uh, like him man, as a pickup. Willing to spend just saying not, – not like especially with receivers, bro. Like running backs, man, you know, you can spend upwards. You can spend your whole budget on, on a five running back that comes up on waivers. But Lazard or receivers, I'm not looking to spend too much, break the bank on them. So probably like a little, another little five, 10% bid on them. Yeah, it's just so many good wide receivers out there. Exactly. Chris Conley, Chris Conley, um, former Kansas City Chiefs, he now plays for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He played forty five percent of the snaps, and he had seven targets for four ca- catches and forty eight yards. How do you feel about now that we mentioned two different wide receivers for the Jacksonville Jacksonville Jaguars to be on the waiver wires? How do you feel about DJ Sharp? I think he had like seventeen percent of the, the target catch. Yeah. I think this is a great opportunity to buy low, man, because we've seen the connection that they had last year. Bro. I just don't see that continuing this year. So not worried about him yet, bro. Like, we, he, he's the best wide receiver on that team, and I believe that he's it's going to even out sooner than later. Yeah, well, definitely uh, – I want to save my um, save my opinion on I'm, – I'm definitely still on the DJ Shark bandwagon, so I'll, I'll save my get off the DJ Shark bandwagon until week four he disappoints me. Like, I think yeah. – well, we talked about it uh, during before the episode started, but after week four, you can get like a good collection of data, and I think then it'll be a lot easier to make your decisions going forward. After four weeks of seeing how a team wants to use a person, yeah, especially with uh, this COVID whole COVID and no preseason thing going on, um, <clears throat> we saw like last week was probably like preseason because they used a lot of those people that we thought were going to be big. You know what I'm saying? And they exactly. Time this week, so 
that could just be a telltale thing. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, he missed week one, uh, but this week he was healthy. He played 72% of the snaps. Uh, he, he caught two catches for 21 yards, uh, pretty much similar to Debo, uh, Debo Samuel, light. Um, yeah, the did. production isn't there, but it is good to see the snaps that he played yesterday. Um, they don't have no receivers out there with everybody being banged up. Even George Kittle was banged up yesterday. Didn't play. I don't even think we mentioned him, but we don't know how he's like if he, how his status is for next week. But you know, if that continues, man, if they continue to get banged up, bro, like he's gonna be the only guy out there. So another one of those stash players. If he's out there, I definitely definitely should not be out there after this week. Yeah. Uh, Michael Pittman played 92% of the snaps for the Indianapolis Colts, while T.Y. Hilton only played 58%. He caught four receptions for 37 yards. He has the Giants, Bears, and the um, Raiders up next. I think this is a um, this is a, this is probably one of the rookies that's gonna that a lot of people weren't talking about, but he's probably gonna be one of the best rookies this year. Yeah, man. He led all Colts in snaps yesterday, man. Um, you know we have the Paris Hilton or I said Paris Hilton. Paris Campbell being out indefinitely, bro. So, um, yeah, he's. I think he's going to continue to get better, bro. Um, it's great to see them that snap count and the um, schedule he has coming up isn't bad. So, there we go again. Another one of the receivers that you want to stash, bro. If you got the room or if you got these deep leagues, bro, definitely want to look at Pittman. I think um, it's between him and our next person, um, the my top wide receiver uh, waiver picks. Uh, Russell Gage, if he's still out there, which he's probably not because everybody was on him after last week. Uh, but if he is, he's my number one. But if not, it's Michael Pittman. Uh, Russell Gage yeah. placed 9% of the snaps last um, yesterday. And he had three – he got nine targets. He caught six of them for 46 yards, and he had a touchdown. He had a couple easy drops too, so he could have easily been, uh, probably been over that 100-yard threshold that we expected all the wide receivers to get. But apparently Julio, Michael Gallup, and Russell Gage didn't get the memo that, that that's what was supposed to happen. So. Yeah. <laughs> but well, it, I mean, Dak took three of them shits rushing. <laughs> that was wild. Yeah. So all the Zeke owners, I'm pretty sure, are pretty mad. But yeah, man, if you have, and Zeke fumbled the ball a lot too, but I don't want to get back on the Falcons. So yeah, if you, if he's out there, you should go get him. If not, Michael Pittman will be my number one wide receiver. Yeah. I think I would go with Gage, bro, just because, you know, yeah, he had, he, Gage he, had nine targets he, yesterday. He said, what? If Gage is not there, if Gage yeah, is exactly. not and I would be curious to see see his snap count or not his snap counts, his uh, ownership percentage. Uh, we didn't have time to get that, but pretty sure he's still lowly owned in a lot of leagues um, because he's he don't have a he he's getting targets like he had twelve targets last week, nine targets this week. So that's what 20, 21? 21 targets, twenty one. Uh, <laughs> my mind literally just went blank right there, bro. <laughs> I'm not even. But yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. So he had. Uh, he, he's he's getting the volume, man. But he's just not that that flashy type player. So I really believe his ownership percentage is still pretty down, bro. But you know, like we said, man, they not only do they have the lead, the most vacated targets, we're gonna be in a lot of negative game scripts, bro. We're gonna have to pass the ball a lot. Our defense is still trash, bro. So yeah, man, definitely want to have Gage. Gage needs to be owned in all leagues, and he needs to be considered for a wide receiver three every single week now, bro. Another player that we didn't talk about, well, we haven't really talked about like players that we don't know like fence about yet, but Ty Gurley is, is is entering that threshold too. Yeah, man. Oh my God, bro. I'm starting to get scared, bro. Cause I was like looking yesterday during the game, I'm like, bro, why does it seem like like Edo Smith and Brian Hill getting a lot of touches, bro? But yeah. when I looked at the snap counts, bro, Gurley, well, he got 21 touches to they're like five. I think they got like five apiece. But I think it was just the snap counts. Like, they really wasn't having them in on passing downs, bro. So, I don't know what happened. Not like we said they were going to use him. Yeah, exactly. Like, the process was wrong on that, too. It, it's looking like anyway. I don't know if they're trying to save him or something. But we own too, bro. No, don't save his ass, bro. Just <laughs> play this guy, bro. You pay the money, bro. Pay this guy. Or play this guy, bro. After week three, if Todd Gurley doesn't give me, like, a, a good game, I'm probably going to go ahead and he's going to have to make it. He's going to have to earn his way back into my starting lineup. Facts. Uh, any other wide receivers you want to mention? Uh, no waiver wire claims, but just um, something to keep in mind. Like uh, Anthony Miller, after you know he 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 did good week one, but he the snap counts were kind of concerning. And then yesterday he followed that up with another game with forty percent of the snaps played. I know he dropped like an easy touchdown. Maybe that's why he didn't get too much PT. I haven't looked at that game, so I'm not sure. But that's just something to keep in mind, man. Um, and I honestly wouldn't 
mind dropping him for like a gauge or maybe even Pittman, bro, because I don't think you can play Miller if he keeps playing these low snap counts. Mm-hmm. And Hartman, it was good to see his snap counts go out after week one. Didn't play a lot of snaps that week, but uh, yesterday he played 65% of the snaps. Mm-hmm. So um, don't want to start him yet, but just something to keep in mind, because uh, eye on, because if that continues to rise, then he m- might start being considered for value. And Sammy Watkins was another guy that got hurt, so I was something to keep in mind. I don't, think, I don't think we mentioned Sammy Watkins getting hurt, so Nicole Harmon could see an influx of um, his snap count. Exactly. Uh, All right. That brings us, what, to the tight ends? There's a lot of good yeah. tight ends. Well, my number one tight end is Dalton Schultz because he is apparently the um, what Blake Jarwin was supposed to be. Uh, he got seventy percent of the snaps last yesterday. He caught nine targets. Or he caught nine receptions out out of ten targets for eighty eight yards and a touchdown. He has Seattle, Cleveland, and Giants coming up next. Um, he looks like a pretty reliable tight end going going out going forward here. He does, man. Um, only thing I will say is a red flag. Not too much. It's not really a red flag. It's just. The fact that they did play the most snaps yesterday because they were playing from behind. So um, they did have the most snaps. So that's maybe part of the reason why he had 10 targets because, like, they all had a lot of targets between him, Lamb, uh, Gallup, and Cooper. So I think when it's more of a neutral game script, then he he might be fourth in line when it comes to targets. So mm-hmm. just something to keep in mind. But I still like him as a pickup, definitely. I th- well, he's gonna have a hard. They're gonna have a hard week next week against the Seattle. So it's probably be another matchup um, looking good for him. Well, I don't gotta look at the Seattle, but defense. He probably be covered by a lot of the uh, safeties. But a lot of them got hurt last night too. Um, mm. Browns and the Giants. So I mean, the next couple games are not like horrible games. Yeah, definitely. You, you know you're gonna score points. So especially if you punt it on tight end, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he, that's a good stash spot. And you probably won't even have to spend that much money because nobody spends a lot of uh, waiver wire fab on tight ends. Exactly. Uh, but he's my number one if I had to pick. Uh, Drew Sam, Sam, uh, Sample. Sample. <laughs> Drew Sample. What team does he play for? How about that? Uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati Bengals. He had nine targets yesterday. He caught seven of them for 45. His next three matchups are against Philadelphia, the, um, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Baltimore Ravens. How do you feel mm-hmm. about it? Uh, it sucks. Well, well, I guess it don't suck because he actually has two plus. I guess they, they're they considering Baltimore. I'm not sure how they're doing against. Baltimore is a plus matchup. Yeah, they have, um, PFF has them as a plus matchup. So I, I got to look and see what – I'm not sure. Who did Baltimore play yesterday? Oh, they play Atkins, Atkins, Jordan mm-hmm. Atkins, and he did good. So I guess, yeah, I guess Baltimore can be um, beat with the tight end. So this is something to keep in mind. Um. This was the guy that filled in for CJ Uzama after he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, just like Dalton Schultz, I would not get too excited because this is a game where Barrow threw 60 times. So in games where he doesn't throw 60 times, I mean, which is going to be a lot of them, he's, you know, that target count might come down a little bit. But it was nice to see him look for him consistently. So I um, definitely think he should be rostered. Just don't get too excited about him. If Joe Burrow is on the waiver wire, I would go uh, throw a bid in for him too. But there's no way Joe Burrow's on a Joe Burrow's on single, waiver. single quarterback leagues. Yeah, and single quarterbacks, yeah. Yeah. He definitely he needs to be on in every league, bro. That dude's a monster. I dropped him in one single quarterback league and I started Kirk Cousins instead of him because he had a better matchup and look what happened. Oh my God. Yeah. That, sorry, bro. <laughs> Not saying you just listened to strictly me, but I did yeah, I did have that dude as a start. That's wild, bro. That's wild. I see you I'll send it to you after this. Um <laughs> It was crazy. Like, he had negative points for a long time. And I, oh, my God. Everybody else on my team went off, though. Uh, but you had mentioned Jordan Akins before, so you can go ahead and uh, give us a feel about Jordan. Yeah, man. So, last week, was a, we mentioned him last week um, as somebody to keep an eye on. And, you know, he followed up last week with another good performance. He played 83% of the snaps, caught all seven of his targets for 55 yards. So, we know that uh, DeAndre Hopkins ain't out there no more, so that – open up a lot of targets, bro. And, uh, you know, he's getting a nice little share of that, bro. So um, definitely believe he needs to be um, on in all leagues also, man. And I honestly, bro, I think he might be my number one ad, bro. He might be my number one ad, bro. The Texans look bad, right? They do, but he's looking pretty good. Zero targets yesterday. Yeah, you know, they say he got – his hamstring was kind of nicked up too, so. Same different different year, same shit with Will Fuller, boy. <laughs> crazy. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, we everybody said it. I haven't heard it, but I don't know about that. I mean, I don't know. 
But they have had two bad, like, games in a row. Not bad, but, like, bad matchups. Yeah, exactly. So, they and then they got uh, Pittsburgh this week, bro. They have a a tough schedule, bro. Crazy. Yeah, so, I don't know. Well, Deshaun Deshaun Watson, you know, he did okay yesterday. But, yeah, he might be on that uh, four-week episode that we have to have, too. Um, Exactly. Uh, the other tight end is uh, Mo Alley Cox uh, with Mo Alley with uh, Jack Doyle rules being now and uh, Trey Burton being on the IR. He is a starting tight end for the Indianapolis Colts. He has sixty-seven percent of the snaps. He has six targets, caught five of them for one hundred and eleven yards. His next three matchups are against the Jets, a great one, um, the Bears, and the Browns. So he is also a good pickup too. Yeah, bro. Just a, just a little weird flex here, bro. I did. I lost Kittle in the league, bro, and I went and picked up Mo Ali Cox, bro, and started him, and I still lost that week. But yeah. at least that worked out for me. I had Saquon in that league also, but but yeah, bro. Mo Ali Cox, bro. This is a guy that's kind of been talked about in the dynasty community for a few years. It's very quietly, you know what I mean, because he's always buried on the death chart, bro. But he he produced, bro. Um, I saw a stat on Twitter actually today. Uh, I forgot the. I think it was. I don't know who it was, um, but I saw on Twitter that uh, Jack Doyle has 30 career games with five-plus targets. Mo mm-hmm. Cox has one game with uh, uh, five-plus targets. Jack Doyle has one game with 100-plus yards on, on those five-target games, and Mo Cox has one of those games. So he's tied them in 100-plus games with only one game of five-plus targets, bro. So um, keep an eye out on reports on Jack Doyle. You know, he is kind of – you know, we don't like to label injury prone, but he has been nicked up a lot throughout the years. So if he does miss time, bro, like I like Atkins better, but if you need a tight end this week and we find out that Jack Doyle is not going to play this week, I think Mo Alley-Cox um, isn't the guy I will go for because New York Jets is the best matchup out of all these tight ends that we just uh, named for this week. Definitely. If we play in a matchup game, that's definitely the way. Well, the streamer game. Streamer exactly. Is, uh, is that it? I that think all? that's all of them, bro. That's all of the baby, bro. You, you know anybody else off the top of your head? I'm trying to think if we missed anything. I don't, bro. We mentioned we mentioned like the uh, Jeff Wilsons and the, you know, the Devontae Freemans and shit to keep an eye on, bro. So, I mean, off the top of my head, I, I think that's it, bro. Yeah, man. If, if not, man, if I find in, or if I think of anybody else, we'll make sure we put them out on the waiver wire, um, the article that comes out on fantasyandsession.com. Um, and y'all yes, sir. You know, along with the rankings, the up-to-date rankings. Um, I don't know if we're gonna are we ranking ourselves against each other to see who's doing better. Uh, I don't know. We can last week, right? That's cool. I think we were all around the same place, but I think we yeah, probably. Yeah. We'll come out with um. So last week, Carlos was the winner, and we'll see who was the winner after tonight's game. Is the game on right now? Yes, it is. The Saints are up ten to zero. Oh, ten to zero for the Saints. Who's who's balling out? Alvin Kamara. Uh, uh, I'm not sure. I, I've been kind of looking up and. I did, but I haven't really been seeing who's who's doing anything. About to find out, though. <laughs> well, as soon as we uh, end this episode, which we probably should do right by now. Yes, sir. I got nothing else, man. We'll catch y'all on the, um, what, next, tomorrow. Yep. Peace. Peace.